Chapter One of The Nest of the Sparrowhawk, a Romance of the Seventeenth Century, by Baroness Emma Orksey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The House of a Kentish Squire master him of praise busy folded his hands before him ere he spoke nay but i tell thee woman that the lord hath no love for such frivolities and alack but tis a sign of the times that an english squire should favour such evil ways evil ways the lord love you master him of praise and pray do you call half an hour at the skittle alley evil ways ay evil it is to indulge our sinful bodies in such recreation as doth not tend to the glorification of the lord and the sanctification of our immortal souls he who sermonized thus unctuously and with eyes fixed with stern disapproval on the buxom wench before him was a man who had passed the meridian of life not altogether it may be surmised without having indulged in some recreations which had not always the sanctification of his own immortal soul for their primary object the bulk of his figure testified that he was not averse to good cheer and there was a certain hidden twinkle underlying the severe expression of his eyes as they rested on the pretty face and round figure of mistress charity that did not necessarily tend to the glorification of the lord apparently however the admonitions of master hymn of praise made but a scanty impression on the young girl's mind for she regarded him with a mixture of amusement and contempt as she shrugged her plump shoulders and said with sudden irrelevance have you had your dinner yet master busy tis sinful to address a single christian person as if he or she were several retorted the man sharply but i'll tell thee in confidence mistress that i have not partaken of a single drop more comforting than cold water the whole of to-day mistress de chavasse mixed the sac possette with her own hands this morning and locked it in the cellar of which she hath rigorously held the key ten minutes ago when she placed the bowl on this table she called my attention to the fact that the delectable beverage came to within three inches of the brim meseems i shall have to seek for a less suspicious more christian-spirited household whereon to bestow in the near future my faithful services hardly had master him of praise finished speaking when he turned very sharply round and looked with renewed sternness wholly untempered by a twinkle this time in the direction whence he thought a suppressed giggle had just come to his ears but what he saw 
must surely have completely reassured him there was no suggestion of unseemly ribaldry about the young lad who had been busy laying out the table with spoons and mugs and was at this moment vigorously somewhat ostentatiously perhaps polishing a carved oak chair bending to his task in a manner which fully accounted for the high colour in his cheeks he had long lanky hair of a pale straw colour a thin face and high cheekbones and was dressed as was also master him of praise busy in a dark purple doublet and knee-breeches all looking very much the worse for wear the brown tags and buttons with which these garments had originally been roughly adorned were conspicuous in a great many places by their absence whilst all those that remained were mere skeletons of their former selves the plain collars and cuffs which relieved the dull colour of the men's doublets were of singularly coarse linen not beyond reproach as to cleanliness and altogether innocent of starch whilst the thick brown worsted stockings displayed many a hole through which the flesh peeped and the shoes of roughly tanned leather were down at heel and worn through at the toes undoubtedly even in these days of more than primitive simplicity and of sober habiliments master him of praise busy butler at acol court in the county of kent and his henchman master courage too good would have been conspicuous for the shabbiness and poverty of the livery which they wore the hour was three in the afternoon outside a glorious july sun spread radiance and glow over an old-fashioned garden over tall yew hedges and fantastic forms of green birds and heads of beasts carefully cut and trimmed over clumps of late roses and rough tangles of marguerites and potentias of stiff zinnias and rich-hued snapdragons through the open window came the sound of wood knocking against wood of exclamations of annoyance or triumph as the game proceeded and every now and then a ripple of prolonged laughter girlish fresh pure as the fragrant air clear as the last notes of the cuckoo before he speaks his final farewell to summer every time that echo of youth and gaiety penetrated into the oak raftered dining-room master him of praise busy pursed his thick lips in disapproval whilst the younger man had he dared would no doubt have gone to the window and leaning out as far as safety would permit have tried to catch a glimpse of the skittle alley and of a light-coloured kirtle gleaming among the trees but as it was he caught the older man's stern eyes fixed reprovingly upon him he desisted from his work of dusting and polishing and looking up to the heavy oak beam above him he said with becoming fervour lord how beautifully thou dost speak master busy 
get on with thy work master courage retorted the other relentlessly and mix not thine unruly talk with the wise sayings of thy betters my work is done master go fetch the pasties then the quality will be in directly rejoined the other peremptorily throwing a scrutinizing look at the table whereon a somewhat meagre collation of cherries raspberries and gooseberries and a more generous bowl of sac posset had been arranged by mistress charity and master courage under his own supervision doubtless doubtless here interposed the young maid somewhat hurriedly desirous perhaps of distracting the grave butler's attention from the mischievous oglings of the lad as he went out of the room as you remark hem as thou remarkest this place of service is none to the liking of such as thee she threw him a coy glance from beneath well-grown lashes which caused the saintly man to pass his tongue over his lips an action which of a surety had not the desire for spiritual glory for its mainspring with dainty hands mistress charity busied herself with the delicacies upon the table she adjusted a gooseberry which seemed inclined to tumble heaped up the currants into more graceful pyramids womanlike whilst her eyes apparently followed the motions of her hands they nevertheless took stock of master him of praises attitude with regard to herself she knew that in defiance of my lord protector and all his puritans she was looking her best this afternoon though her kirtle was as threadbare as master courage's breeches it was nevertheless just short enough to display to great advantage her neatly turned ankle and well-arched foot on which the thick stockings well darned and shabby shoes sat not at all amiss her kerchief was neatly folded white and slightly starched her cuffs immaculately and primly turned back just above her round elbow and shapely arm on the whole mistress charity was pleased with her own appearance sir marmaduke de chavas and the mistress were seeing company this afternoon and the neighbouring kentish squires who had come to play skittles and to drink sac posset might easily find a less welcome sight than that of the serving-maid at acol court as for myself now resumed mistress charity after a slight pause during which she had felt master busy's admiring gaze fixed persistently upon her as for myself i'll seek service with a lady less like to find such constant fault with a hard-working maid master courage had just returned carrying a large dish heaped up with delicious-looking pasties fresh from the oven brown and crisp with butter and ornamented with sprigs of burrage which made them appear exceedingly tempting charity took the dish from the lad and heavy as it was she carried it to the table and placed it right in the very centre of it she arranged the sprigs of burrage 
made a fresh disposition of the baskets of fruit whilst both the men watched her open-mouthed agape at so much loveliness and grace and she added significantly looking with ill-concealed covetousness at the succulent pasties where there's at least one dog or cat about the place i know not mistress said him of praise that thou wast over fond of domestic pets tis sinful to la master busy you hem thou mistakest my meaning i have no love for such creatures but without so much as a kitten about the house prithee how am i to account to my mistress for the pasties and and comfits not to speak of breakages there is always master courage suggested him of praise with a movement of the left eyelid which in the case of any one less saintly might have been described as a sly wink that there is not interrupted the lad decisively my stomach rebels against comfits and sac possette could never be laid to my door i give thee assurance master busy concluded the young girl that the county of kent no longer suits my constitution tis london for me and thither will i go next year tis a den of wickedness commented busy sententiously in spite of my lord protector who of a truth doth turn his back on the saints and hath even allowed the great george fox and some of the friends to languish in prison whilst profligacy holds undisputed sway master courage meseems those mugs need washing a second time he added with sudden irrelevance take them to the kitchen and do not let me set eyes on thee until they shine like pieces of new silver master courage would have either resisted the order altogether or at any rate argued the point of the cleanliness of the mugs had he dared but the saintly man possessed on occasions a heavy hand and he also wore boots which had very hard toes and the lad realized from the peremptory look in the butler's eyes that this was an occasion when both hand and boot would serve to emphasize master busy's orders with unpleasant force if he himself were at all slow to obey he tried to catch charity's eye but was made aware once more of the eternal truth that women are perverse and fickle creatures for she would not look at him and seemed absorbed in the rearrangement of her kerchief with a deep sigh which should have spoken volumes to her adamantine heart courage gathered all the mugs together by their handles and reluctantly marched out of the room once more him of praise busy waited a moment or two until the clattering of the pewter died away in the distance then he edged a little closer to the table whereat mistress charity seemed still very busy with the fruit and said haltingly didst thou really wish to go mistress to leave thy fond adoring him of praise to go mistress and to break my heart charity's dainty head 
with its tiny velvet cap edged with lawn which hardly concealed sufficiently the wealth of her unruly brown hair sank meditatively upon her left shoulder lord master busy she said demurely how was a poor maid to know that you meant it earnestly meant it earnestly yes a new kirtle a gold ring flowers and sac possette and pasties to all the guests she explained is that what you mean hem what thou meanest master busy of a surety mistress and if thou wouldst allow me to 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 what master busy to salute thee said the saintly man with a becoming blush as the lord doth allow his creatures to salute one another with a chaste kiss mistress then as she seemed to demur he added by way of persuasion i am not altogether a poor man mistress and there is that in my coffer upstairs put by as would please thee in the future nay i was not thinking of the money master busy said this daughter of eve coyly as she held a rosy cheek out in the direction of the righteous man tis the duty even of a voracious chronicler to draw a discreet veil over certain scenes full of blissful moments for those whom he portrays there are no data extant as to what occurred during the next few seconds in the old oak-beamed dining-room of acol court in the island of thanet certain it is that when next we get a peep at master him of praise busy and mistress charity haggett they are standing side by side he looking somewhat shamefaced in the midst of his obvious joy and she supremely unconcerned once more absorbed in the apparently never-ending adornment of the refreshment table thou'lt have no cause to regret this mistress said busy complacently we will be married this very autumn and i have it in my mind and it pleased the lord to go up to london and take secret service under my lord protector himself secret service master busy hem i mean him of praise dear secret service what may that be tis a noble business charity he replied and one highly commended by the lord the business of tracking the wicked to their lair of discovering evil where tis hidden in dark places conspiracies against my lord protector adherents to the cause of the banished tyrants and and so forth sounds like spying to me she remarked curtly spying spying didst thou say he exclaimed indignantly fie on thee charity for the thought secret service under my lord protector tis called and a highly lucrative business too and one for which i have remarkable aptitude indeed ay see the manner in which i find things out mistress this house now thou wouldst think tis but an ordinary house eh his manner changed the saintliness vanished from his attitude the expression of his face became sly and knowing he came nearer to charity 
took hold of her wrist whilst he raised one finger to his lips thou wouldst think tis an ordinary house wouldst thou not he repeated sinking his voice to a whisper murmuring right into her ear so that his breath blew her hair about causing it to tickle her cheek she shuddered with apprehension his manner was so mysterious yes yes she murmured terrified but i tell thee that there's something going on he added significantly la master busy you you terrify me she said on the verge of tears what could there be going on master busy raised both his hands and with the right began counting off the fingers of the left firstly he began solemnly there's an heiress secondly our master poor as a church mouse thirdly a young scholar secretary they call him though he writes no letters and is all day absorbed in his studies well mistress he concluded turning a triumphant gaze on her tell me prithee what happens what happens master him of praise i do not understand what does happen i'll tell thee he replied sententiously when i have found out but mark my words mistress there's something going on in this house hush not a word to that young jackanapes he added as a distant clatter of pewter mugs announced the approach of master courage watch with me mistress thou wilt perceive something and when i have found out twill be the beginning of our fortunes once more he placed a warning finger on his lips once more he gave mistress charity a knowing wink and her wrist an admonitory pressure then he resumed his staid and severe manner his saintly mien and somewhat nasal tones as from the gay outside world beyond the window embrasure the sound of many voices the ripple of young laughter the clink of heeled boots on the stone-flagged path proclaimed the arrival of the quality End of chapter one